Welcome to our time of devotion coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We are, we are recording for Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023. And if all has gone as planned, I am now in Ireland on the first part of my sabbatical. Once again, I cannot thank you all enough for giving me the space to experience God in this new way. I'm looking forward to the rest and renewal and to returning to you all on August 21st. As we prepare our hearts and minds for our time with God, let us listen to some music by our wonderfully gifted musicians. Our scripture passage for today comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. Hear now the word of God. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking Jesus to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends and said to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you but only speak the word and let my servant be healed. For I am also a man set under authority 
with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Open our hearts and minds, gracious and loving God, so that we might hear the word you intend for each of us on this day. In Christ's name, amen. Ah, to have the faith of this centurion and the humility both of these qualities are perhaps somewhat surprising to hear about a centurion, and I imagine this story caught the, the attention of the initial hearers. First, a centurion is a Roman, not a Jew. In fact, he's a commander in the Roman army who could have as many as a hundred men reporting to him. Centurions were known for their loyalty and their efficiency. They often rose through the ranks after 15 to 18 years of service, and they held a position that was sought after by common soldiers because of the prestige and the financial security that it provided. There are a couple of well-known centurions in the New Testament. Remember Cornelius? Uh, we meet him in Acts. He too was a pious, God-fearing man who was directed by God to invite Peter to his house. Peter was having his own vision from God at about the same time, and this encounter convinced Peter of the validity of the Gentile mission. We also know of the faith of the centurion in the resurrection accounts found in the Synoptic Gospels. In Mark, when the centurion proclaims after the crucifixion, truly, this was God's son, then in Matthew's gospel, a centurion and those with him said the same thing. In Luke, the centurion praised God and proclaimed, certainly this man was innocent. Nevertheless, centurions were members of the Roman military force that occupied Palestine. And isn't it just like Jesus to lift up our enemy as a model of faith and humility? It's interesting that the Jewish elders tell Jesus that this Roman is worthy of his time and healing because the centurion has done wonderful things for them like building the synagogue. In a few lines later, the centurion is saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. And then the centurion claims his faith in Jesus by affirming that Jesus would need to only speak the word and his servant would be healed. Faith and humility on display. Humility can be such a struggle for people of power and even for us at times, and yet, we know how God loves a humble heart. I remember one of the first times I was in Steve McConnell's office over a decade ago. He has this plaque on his desk that says, he must increase, I must decrease. 
seems like a good plaque for all of us. I'm also reminded of the parable that Jesus tells a little later in Luke about the Pharisee and the tax collectors who went up to the temple to pray. And you remember the, the Pharisee standing by himself was praying, I'm sure all puffed up. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give a tenth of my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus then says, I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The centurion understood this, and my hope and my prayer is that we do as well. I want to leave you with another image or visual of humility that I came across written by Sri Chinmoy. He writes, in our human life, when we have something, immediately pride, vanity, and many other undivine forces enter into us. We extol ourselves to the skies. But let us think of the example of a tree. When the tree is in full bloom, when it is laden with ripe fruits, when it really has something to offer the world, the tree bows down. If we can become one with the consciousness of a tree, we will feel that the more we have to offer, the, the more humility we have. May it be so for us in faith and humility each and every day. Amen.